This episode is brought to you by the official coffee of the Chromecast podcast, Fresh Roasted Coffee, who we've partnered with to make a special edition Chrome Unboxed anniversary blend. Here at Chrome Unboxed, we're not just nerdy about Chromebooks, we're also coffee snobs. And look, we wasted a lot of time hand roasting coffee before we found Fresh Roasted Coffee, and we haven't looked back since. This coffee is roasted fresh to order, immediately packaged, nitrogen flushed and shipped directly to your door. And although we can't officially say that this Chrome Unbox Edition tastes any better than the normal anniversary blend, that is the word around town. But don't just take our word for it. Pick up a bag for yourself and let us know what you think. You can grab a bag over at chromeunbox.com forward slash coffee. Welcome to the Chromecast the official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Chromecast. My name is Joe Humphrey, and I am joined today by Robbie Payne. Hey, what's up, guys? And Gabriel Brangers. Hello. So we're gonna we're gonna hop right in. We're gonna we're gonna hop right into uh, the news of this week because there's a lot to talk about, and I don't want to podcast for three hours. So because uh, there, you know, there there's a lot to talk about here, That's boys. What you do, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, yeah. if we if even we get, if there's not a lot to talk about, we'll end up still might talk a lot. Still might talk so. for an hour and a half. So yeah, we talked for twenty minutes just to get started this morning. That's right. So. <laughs> Because it's what we do. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We are passionate about the things that we talk about. And uh, yeah, the first one, I just want to hop right into it because this was uh, some exciting news this week. Uh, we have a firm release date for the Samsung Galaxy Chromebook, April 6th. Yes, Monday. So that is, that is, Monday, Monday, that is Monday. Monday, Monday, Monday. But due uh, to uh, current coronavirus things and life being as odd and weird as it is, uh, this one, getting this one's going to be weird. It's going to be weird. Well, I, I got an email from Samsung. I don't think I told you. Uh, I got an email from them and, uh, they, they asked if we wanted to get on a call next week to discuss any, you know, questions or whatever we have about this thing. Um, which inclines me to think that they still don't, cause they haven't said they've, they're going to send us review units. Obviously it would be in the <laughs> mail by now. We know it's coming out on the six. Like yeah. it's widely available. Uh, they'll probably send out review and it's like in the next week or two because yeah. you know that's how Chromebook releases work, right? I mean, I think Robbie hurt someone's feelings is what I think. No, they're, they've been communicating and they're Not, just like, hey, no, we'll let I'm, you know as no, soon as we've got uh, one. Yeah, your other article, just the one about. Oh yeah, Chromebooks very not well, very well good release. <laughs> and we, we'll we'll chat about that here in just a yeah. second. But so yeah, my my plan is Monday. Just go uh, buy one. I'm I'm trying to talk to a person I know uh, that has connections with uh, Best Buy, um, and they're not able to tell. Like their whole system's all messed up too because you can't walk into a store. Right. So are they the doing curbside and stuff? Yeah. Okay. So you you go. You have to order everything. Uh, I think you can still call, so that's mm-hmm. probably going to be my... Because right now, the uh, Galaxy Chromebook still shows up as coming soon, so... Oh, there's not, no inventory on no. Best Buy? Okay. So if there were, I'd just go ahead and buy it and say, hey, I'll pick it up when I can get it. Um, and while I don't want to drive to Louisville to literally drive up there, 
open my hatch and drive back. Um, you will for, the, do, for you, this Chromebook. One hundred percent. Like we haven't done it Robbie, before. I drive to Nashville. Robbie would probably. I was about ready to say Robbie would probably drive to Nashville or Cincinnati. One hundred percent. Probably yeah. Indianapolis. We scheduled. Ooh, a, no, I'd stay away from there. <laughs> yeah, we scheduled a company meeting around the Best Buy in Louisville. We did. Yeah. So we could buy our espresso machine. Yeah. So. Yeah. We will. I, yeah, I'm sad to. Yeah. Not, not, Louisville's not far from us at all. No. Uh, no. At all. Especially uh, that end of Louisville. I mean, it's for 30, most, 30 like, 40 If you minutes. live in a very urban area, this would be like going to the other side of town, basically, yeah. for us. Um, and so it's not it's not that terrible of a, of a trip up there. Just usually when people from our town go to Louisville, it's to it's you go up there and you do something else, too, while you're, you know, hey, while we're going to be in Louisville, I'm also going to do this, 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 or we'll go eat at that one restaurant or blah, 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 whatever. And so yeah, people in Atlanta are like, it takes me two and a half hours to get home from work. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm not complaining at all about the drive. It just it sucks to go up there and not do anything right. else. I can't. I mean, I'm not going to stop anywhere. Like that's, <laughs> yeah. that's a weird trip for me to take. Yeah. So I'm hoping you'll need it's going to be you'll need to, here. You'll need to live stream some of it or, or put it on uh, Instagram live oh, yeah. or something. We'll, we'll That'd definitely be fun. do that. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping it's going to be in E Town, but we have a, one of the tiny Best Buys. Um, Small rant. We live in a town that demographically gets the smallest version Even of most things. Even though we're not technically. We're not small. Yeah. We're, we're, tax little, we're a little big town. Or big li- is it big little? We're a big little town. Um, yeah. yeah on it. paper. Our, our we, classification is right. wrong, basically. And, and it's done for tax savings and some yeah. other weird things that they would just, if they would just class us better. And it's our it's our internal government, so it's not mm-hmm. it's not like anybody outside doing that. Anyway, small rant. But So we have a tiny Best Buy. We have tiny everything. Yeah. We have Except, the smallest uh, Olive Garden I've ever seen. The smallest Olive Garden <laughs> and Red Lobster. Yeah. What is that Red Lobster? It's like a McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Longhorn. Like our Longhorn McDonald's. is the same size as normal Longhorns. Like Longhorns just aren't big restaurants in general. It's yeah. it's kind of normal. Um, but yeah, most everything else is yeah, tiny. Pretty small. Um, is the Chick Fil A smaller? It's standard. Been, yeah, it's standard. standard. There are time. larger Chick Fil A's, but yeah, that's like their regular footprint. Yeah, yeah. that's it's okay. a standard. Um, but yeah, it, we, our Best Buy does have some of the kitchen stuff now, though. Yeah, they I went re- in there to look to see it. if they it's had much the better Breville, than it was. but they didn't. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's a lot better. They've, they've uh, done, done. But because job. of that smallness, obviously their inventory is limited on certain things. So it's hard to tell with Chromebooks. Ninety nine times out of hundred, I would say they won't have it. It's a Chromebook release. Even the Pixel yeah. Book. I think they had the Pixel Book day one. Yes, they mm-hmm. had they had the Pixel Book. They did not have the Slate, um, and we got a go before. They were out, so I don't I don't know what the inventory was like on that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're like their three Chromebooks that they normally feature are still on an end cap. They have a couple in an aisle. They've got now. seven now. Yeah, yeah. so but they, they have four. a little end cap there. Like when we were in New York, we stopped at a Best Buy to grab an SD card. The Slate had its own end cap, like it was. Oh, oh yeah. here's so the Slate. There's two know? best. There's like uh, three or four Best Buys in Louisville, yeah. but the two that I generally go to both have the whole huge Chromebook section. Um, the, the main one that I go to that's closest to us, um, has a nice Chromebook section right as soon as you walk in, mm-hmm. like right, right in the front door. Um, so anyway, yeah, uh, I, I, I have little hope that this one's going to be there, but it's featured a lot on Best Buy's website. So yeah, it has and it's its featured on Samsung's page. site yeah. now too, like in the menu, like yeah. you go under computers, like all laptops, yeah. it's the top featured thing. And it's the same way on Best Buy right now. It's you go into their laptops section, all laptops, it's featured up top. So maybe they'll have it. I'm hoping they do. It'll save me some time and just make my life easier on Monday. But <laughs> either way, on Monday, I'm going to go get this Chromebook because and, I am insanely excited about it. And it's, 
I want to talk a little bit about your article yesterday because you you talking about going and getting it and being excited about it, I think ties into your article from yesterday, uh, which I just really enjoyed. Great, great, great read. Um, Definitely recommend that everybody go check it out. We'll obviously link it. Um, It it was, uh, um, you know, we we were all proofing it and reading through it and you were like, I just want to make sure that it's grounded given everything that's going on. I, I think it was like it was it was I read it and like felt a little bit like more optimistic, you know, like I felt yeah. better after reading it. So I want you to talk through that a little bit. Yeah, it, it was interesting. Um, like I, I got up this morning and went to the comment section because I was just like, well, this will this will tell me <laughs> whether or not people are like, are you what, freaking kidding me? What you're, does, what you're does the Internet have about, to say? Yeah, yeah. you're, you're sitting here talking about a Chromebook release in the middle of a pandemic. Um <laughs> Because there was part yeah. of me that thought, like, yes, yes, uh, I am. Because, and I don't think we've said this on this podcast, and we haven't specifically said it on the website until that article yesterday. And I kind of used that article to convey this. I didn't want to write one article about it. Um, this is a, a difficult time for everybody. You know, this is we, we've never seen anything like this before. We've never gone through something like this before. So, for humanity, not just our country or our state or our city, you know, like everybody's dealing with this common enemy common problem and it it sucks i mean it sucks to be checking i mean i check the internet all the time for that that one website that has coronavirus numbers on it and i'm like what a weird god, thing god why i don't want to be doing it because what i want to see and i saw it we were gabe and i were looking at it this morning finally like italy you can look at their their it's graphs and back. it's finally curving back downward a little bit you know and it's like that's all I'm looking for. I'm just looking for the the other side of that curve to know that we're on the other side, you know, finally, like our in, in the United States obviously is not there yet, but the whole point of, of saying any of this is we can sit around and easily go down rabbit holes and lose ourselves in figuring out what we're supposed to feel, how we're supposed to feel about something like this. There's no playbook for it. There's no, Hey, in a pandemic, when people are dying and you're isolated, here's how you should feel, and here's how to respond. Like we don't, we don't really know exactly what to do. Um, and so, as as I'm navigating it, you know, personally, you know, that little things like this are still helpful to me. It's helpful f- for me to still look in my Google Discover feed and read about Apple putting out a new iPad. Exactly. And, yeah. and here's what a trackpad looks like on it. And talking about the dumpster fire that is zoom and video conferencing right. that and we're going to talk yeah, about. Like and those, that's, those things are important. Yeah, that's where me. I'm at. Like I, I, I catch myself looking at, at news related to the pandemic, but I don't, I, I don't sit there and like, like you said, fall down a rabbit hole with it. But I, I look at stuff that's important and stuff that's meaningful, but I find myself gravitating towards news that's related to what we do mm-hmm. or just related to the tech industry in general, because that's what I want to read right now. And that stuff's still important. The, the, it, that industry and the entire world is still moving forward. It's just doing it differently and at a different pace. And it is important that we continue to focus on these things, not for any reason other than just normalcy. And yeah, I mean, I, th- there's just a benefit there. There's a, I don't know, this feeling of like, okay, I, this helps me remember a little bit of the things that I got excited about before coronavirus was, you know, a, a 10 cent term. And, and it helps me remember what it's going to be like after the fact too. No one, no one that's living through this, even our kids, uh, you know, the ones that are old enough to really be building memories are ever going to forget this. Like this is... This will be burned on on public consciousness 
for the rest of our existence. We yeah. will, we I mean, will be our old, kids are, hopefully old people. Yeah, our kids will this. tell their kids about the time that they they homeschooled yeah. the second half of a school year. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Th- th- this and isn't everything shut down. Yeah, yeah, this isn't something that's like, oh, we'll get past this and we'll be like, remember that Corona thing? That was weird, huh? Yeah, like yeah. this will be a, a thing that is just etched on history. Like it, it, it'll never go away. Well, and more, even more so. Just a quick note: I was listening to a, a podcast yesterday. Uh, you know, something like the 1918 flu, information didn't spread back then the way that it does now. So the information that everyone's getting about all this is so much uh, more heightened. So then it's like this, we we know way more about this than we ever did about the 1918 flu when it was happening. So so we're going to remember it even more. Right. There there wasn't people generating memes and gifs and stuff (laughs) about around the 1918 flu. And then, you know, you see other things on Facebook and stuff that are coming out of this that aren't they're not about the pandemic, but they're birthed from the pandemic. The thing I've seen on Facebook in the past few days is uh, people are picking a color and saying, show me show me something in your camera roll that's the color orange. Or right. Apparently, that's like the big thing on Facebook mm-hmm. for the last two days. All of this new stuff that's coming out of because we're in a different situation. We're at home right. and we're, we're learning to live differently, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so like in light of all of that stuff, like that's kind of where that piece yesterday came from is is that yeah there's all kinds of junk around too but there's good stuff as well there there um you know and so I, I the reason i was i was uh apprehensive a little bit about the piece was because i didn't want it to come off like this is the only hope i have in the world it's just like one of the things it's just yeah i want to allow myself to be excited about a chromebook release that i've been looking forward to since january and you know it helps me remember the way things were and it helps me remember that they'll be that way again. Like we'll, we'll get through it, you know, and, and yes, it will be etched on our minds and yes, it'll change some things probably for, for longer than we want. Hopefully for the good, to be honest yeah, I mean, they're, in they're, the long, in the long term, hopefully this, this creates change that's positive. Right there. I mean, there's a lot of habits that I know will change hopefully because of this. I mean, people that feel ill will be free to stay home from work, you know, like little things like that, that, eventually we'll we'll cut down on flu pandemics and stuff like that down you know down the road and so there's some good that can come from this and there's there's good uh, examples of humanity happening that we get to see like people doing stuff for people they wouldn't have done before i mean john krasinski doing his uh some yeah. good news youtube channel yeah i mean clearly amazing. people are are thirsty for that and so it in a spot where humanity can with again like you said all this information at our fingertips it's easy. And I'm not saying that, you know, from a, a, a standpoint of saying, well, I could go down a rabbit hole. Right. I could see myself. I've done it. Oh, yeah. Uh, with the, Especially within week one. It's like, very anxiety inducing. Yeah. It's I felt not healthy. Out. It's yeah. not healthy at all to do it. Like, it's it's fine to be informed and to know what's going on and to be looking for trends towards this being over. But at the end of the day, sitting around and obsessing yeah. about what's going on, because this is, this is something, again, unlike we've never unlike anything we've seen before and it's clearly one of the most contagious viral contaminations we've ever seen like we just don't even know how to react to this thing and so you can sit and wring your hands all you want there's certain things there's some things you can do about it but after that you can't yeah you know and and that sucks and it sucks to be in that position but 
sitting and reading more about it to just cause further anxiety isn't helping anything. And so I feel like hopefully what we've done as a, um, as a website, as a YouTube channel and as a podcast is no, we're not providing like, Hey, you know, we're the light of the world. You know, we're not trying to be Jesus for anyone. You know, we're just trying to say like, there's still stuff. Things are still moving. There is life before and after this thing. Don't get stuck in it. Let's keep talking about the things that we enjoyed before, because those things are part of the whole that makes us human, that makes us a society that makes us enjoy this, that, and the other, whatever. And so, um, I, I've been happy that we've been able to continue doing that and providing that content. I've been happy that other websites yeah. are also doing that. They're not stuck. They're not just deciding to be like, well, Corona's, you know, everyone's talking about coronavirus, so we'll either talk about that or talk about nothing. You know, that that's like this defeatist mentality. Like, we're going to get through this, and there's going to be, there's life, you know, like normal life again on the other side of it. So yeah. let's continue as much as we can doing those things that, that we can while we can. Well, and the, the, the interesting thing also about what we cover, um, you know, I always say that part of what we cover is the future of cloud computing. And, and what, you know, Chromebooks do to advance that, but then what, you know, progressive web apps are doing to, prog- uh, to, to move that forward to all these other things that we talk about. And so it's like, you know, in a time like this, also uh, cloud computing is amazing. Like we, we've had a lot of things to talk about with that and we've tried to put out information that's helpful and actually useful and right. I, it's not clickbait like bully, like trust me people like we're not trying to put things out to be like hey if you uh this is the only way that you can have a mobile setup like go look at ours <laughs> right, you know right if if you want to be productive at home it was just like no we sat and talked and we were like man we need to update that and you had a little rig you were doing at your house and we were like let's make a video about it right? and just talk through it. Like we didn't, we didn't even cue that video up. We no. literally put your bag on the table and you unpacked it. Yeah. And I think that sort of content and just trying to be helpful and beneficial to people. Um, and just like you said, at the end of the day, all of these things are going on and yeah, we're isolated and yeah, we can't go out and do the things that we have been able to do, you know, a month ago, but life goes on. And when people are still at home, still living their lives and still doing things and still getting on the internet and still trying to be productive and still trying to create things and, and, and do their jobs. And so, um, yeah, I, I'm really happy with, with our kind of, uh, content that we've been putting out and definitely recommend everyone go check out Robbie's article. It was a good read and, uh, yeah, it's a, it was a optimistic piece and I, I, I appreciated it. So, um, Let's hop into, well, I guess let's talk about the, the Samsung real quick uh, one more time. So, uh, Galaxy Chromebook, uh, April 6th, do we know availability is going to be at Best Buy? And Samsung. And Samsung mm-hmm. proper, so yeah. you can go to Samsung. their website and get com. it. Yeah. Anything else as of right now? Have we seen anything on like B&H? Uh, or? Presume Amazon, but there's been no word. You did so. some like model searching, didn't you? Yeah, like, yeah. Did the model it's, number and nothing. It's, it's not showing up anywhere other i mean and officially like samsung put on their site they updated that post the newsroom post um funny after about an hour or two after that article went out (laughs) um stirring the pot and so they they updated it and said you know available april 6th from best buy and samsung.com so i mean they've been pretty almost like they partnered with best buy on this whole thing um and so i i'm not saying that it won't be available later but 
if, if you're wanting to try to get it Monday, and again, that the article I wrote yesterday was quite clear on this. I get it. Like unemployment has gone up what six hundred over six hundred million plus six or million. six million. I'm sorry, six million. Yeah, sorry, right uh, now. six million plus. You know, unemployment claims and stuff filed. So. I get it. Finances aren't where they were. Going and buying a thousand dollar Chromebook <laughs> yeah. for most people is not like, hey, this is the first thing I'm going to think about Monday morning. We're in a different situation. You know, this is part of the job, and that happens to be part of my personal interest too. So, it, I'm not. I'm not saying like people need to go buy yeah. the buy this thing on Monday. But, but if you are in a position yeah. to want, and we've to had get people one, asking. So yeah, that's yeah. that's where that's where you would go get you know, it. Somebody uh, who's had some money set aside and they have to go. Right, and they've been looking forward to this. They want this one because it matches. I mean, you know, there's. uh, I'm not going to shame anyone for going and buying a device when they need it or if they want it. You know, so uh, everybody, you know, is is uh, everything's a little weird right now. Um, So, and every situation is different. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think. I think there's definitely still some people out there that are interested in this device. Obviously, as soon as we know more, we'll be posting on the website. Um, People have asked about, you know, full review and everything. Uh, Like we were saying earlier, we haven't heard anything about a review unit. We don't have one in. Uh, for those of you that don't know, sometimes we will get briefed on devices and maybe get them in ahead of a release so that we can produce content and have it ready to go uh, when that uh, device releases. Uh, That's not the case with the Samsung. So we are uh, just kind of waiting. Obviously, Robbie's going to go buy it personally. So um we'll just we'll get we'll we'll get content out as soon as we can yeah i mean Um, if if it's feasible and i can get a hold of it quick on monday well obviously we'll we'll do a quick unboxing yeah uh, super straightforward just here it is yeah uh, here's what the box looks like and we'll get back to you so there'll be some of that initial stuff but there's not gonna be anything new in an unboxing that we haven't talked about already like they're the one thing i can think that i'll be able to actually check out in in our environment versus being on the showroom floor at CES will be the speakers. Right. There was no way to know. No. No idea. So getting uh, our getting our ears like right down on it, it sounded decent. Yeah, but it's, but like, it's still like this isn't realistic. This is loud. Because I crank. I remember sitting it next to the um, Pixelbook yep. Go and cranking the speakers up on the Go, and I couldn't even hear them either. Yep. And I'm like, so this tells me, yeah, not this is not test. an environment to even come close yeah. to checking this. But <laughs> yeah, it this whole thing. Um, just reeks of the way Chromebook launches are botched all the time. And, um, and, and not to mention the uh, Asus uh, 436 that just showed up on their website. And then we reached uh, this out has to has get... Been cl- how many times now? Yeah. This is twice on Amazon. Up. Well, more than twice because we've seen people who have ordered it intermittently. Right. At least twice on Amazon and now on their own website. Yeah, on yeah. Asus to and, buy. And like, we reached had out it in the cart ready to hit the button and say, yeah. yes, I want it. So we reached out and said, hey, yeah. like, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say the embargo date. Probably not. Probably so not. I'm not. I won't. But there is a date that is set that, it, you know, we can't talk about this thing from a review perspective. I can talk about how they're releasing it all I want. Um, I can't talk about the device that much until that date. So we reached out and said, hey, you know, since this thing's available on your website for people to buy it, they could it feasibly next, buy it. What was it like? Next day shipping? Yeah, or they could buy it. Yeah, have like, it, and that was early this week. Yeah, unless they've contacted these people that tried to, or that did order it and said, "Hey, this was a mistake." There might be people that have them in right. their hands today. And so, I'm like, had, so had we went and bought one, you can't hold me under an embargo right. if I buy it. So I'm like, can we just go ahead and like we've we've put together a review video? I've been using it. 
you know, can we can we drop that? And now it's still April sixth. Where are people able to buy it? And I'm like, uh, your website. on your website, <laughs> guys. So they got that shut down. Um, so sorry, sorry. Um, we were just trying to put pieces together, and so like, it's so frustrating. Like I, I know companies are big, and big companies don't move fast, and communication gets dropped. We've worked in a much smaller company here locally where there were 15 people or so. And there was communication issues, you know, between people that some on worked a, in the office and yeah. some didn't, but on we all a worked deadline in the same of a project city. or yeah. trying to get something specific for a website. Or, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. But this device, I mean, has been the epitome of terrible release cycles. You're like talking about the 436, the 436 or the Galaxy? Yeah. No, the Galaxy's been yeah. okay. Yeah. You know, it's not good, but the the 436 has been has shown up like yeah. in listings and pulled yeah. down and put back up and pulled down. And it's in this Amazon listing. And, oh, it shouldn't have been. And now it's on our website. No, oh, no, we're going to pull that one down too. Like we have multiple articles on our site, like listing shows up, updated, it's gone. Listing shows up, updated, it's gone. Listing shows up, updated, yeah, it's I mean, gone. And I'm like... What in the world is going on? How hard is it to say this is the date? Here's the Everyone. date. Why not a month and a half team. ago? Yeah. Every department. Hey, everybody, we're going to launch this device on XYZ date. If we need to move it, we can move it, but let's go ahead and put a date on it. All right. This is when it's coming. And you can let the public know that. Samsung did it. I mean, yeah. they did it way later than they should have. Like, Samsung should have said April 6th a month ago. Yeah. You know, or I get maybe at CES. I don't. Know, I felt like they were ready at CES. They had twenty five of these things on the floor. Right, and that's the thing with where we're at right now as a country and as an as a world. There's kind of a pass on these things, sure, a little, somewhat. Sure. But this is just the this is the rule. This is how things yes. work always. <laughs> there, there hasn't been a, a good the, launch. Yet, there's a there? there's a playbook uh, for for <laughs> how are we going to launch this Chromebook? Um, just <laughs> well, we're going to show it to them and then. I, I don't know. Here's what it it's, feels like. It's, it's no. Here, here it is. Here's the playbook. It's like reveal, reveal device, and then after that, a big question, question mark. mark. Yeah. What it and then like, make profit. And like, let's get That's let's it. get the head of each department. So we got the head of the you know, website development guy. We've got our marketing guy. We've got our review unit slash you know PR guy. We've got the product lead. You know, we've got, I don't know, making up stuff here. So you got all these guys getting in the room. They're like, all right, you guys ready to launch this thing? Like, yes, we're going we're gonna to launch this thing. Okay. You all probably have ideas on how we should go about this, right? Right? And everybody nods. And they go, cool. Just go do see that. See ya. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll see what happens. That, speaking of that, God bless these PR companies. We, we, we got to spend some time with some people that represent Samsung and some other companies while we were at CES. And, man, these guys, they must just be like these companies have no idea what they're doing yeah they're and, trying and we're stuck figuring this yeah. out oh know? they're making lemonade at and they're like oh oh you uh you represent um you represent our juice makers okay well for the next two weeks you're gonna you're gonna pr chromebooks okay okay uh, got it what's a chromebook <laughs> I, I mean it's just like i i, I would hate i could not imagine the, the person that walked us through the booth at ces home appliance the home appliance person yep. that's that that was their leaning that's where they're knowledgeable and so they're walking three guys it, that it was, live and breathe chrome os and, and it, we're asking these questions and they're no, like i don't know um, yeah we can't ask her so anything. the iot I, on the fridge over there <laughs> 
So, yeah, I mean, it's it's tough, and I get it. It's big. It's lumbering. There's, you know, lots of moving pieces that go into making it, especially like Samsung. I mean, my gosh. But my problem with it, especially from devices like the, the Galaxy Chromebook, Samsung has obviously made a decision with this one to step up and go, A, we're putting together, like, all the pieces for this one. Like, I remember remarking to both of you at CES, like, this is going to be insanely hard to review. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard to review and not yeah, just be like, mentioned, uh, as much, yeah, mentioned yep, it in your great. article. It's all, uh, yeah, this is yeah. it. They yeah. got it. Like, uh, so the screen, uh, bezels, yep, good. Great. Uh, keyboard, trackpad, uh, good, yep, build, it is gonna good. Be, <laughs> it's going to be a nitpick fest is what yeah. it's going to be. Like, I'm going to have to go find stuff that's not good because... Yeah. You know, we've we've hit peak smartphone, slab smartphone anyway. Like, we get these little iterations, and, oh, this camera's a little bit better, and, oh, that bezel's ever so slightly thinner, and the battery life's a skosh better, and all the performance is, like, whatever. You know, you can use a phone for the last two or three years, and is it really worth upgrading? Probably not most times. Um, but we haven't hit peak Chromebook. The closest I think that we've gotten is probably the Pixelbook, um, you could argue for parts of the Pixelbook Go, but there are some easy things I can I can nitpick on yeah, the Pixelbook Go. Yeah, it doesn't Go. do it doesn't do a couple of things. A couple of things, and they did like, that on purpose to keep the yeah, price down. Yeah, and so it's it. You look at it and go, well, for the price, it's great, you know. Right. But as far as like, hey, forget, do forget money. Yeah, just put all the pieces in yeah. one thing. Um, and the only thing I can think on the Galaxy Chromebook that will will be a target for that is, I wish it was like a sixteen by ten screen, maybe. Yeah. Um, I wish they, they went with a little bit taller screen. I don't know that I necessarily, having worked on the Pixelbook Go for a while now, and then I jumped on, I was messing with some stuff on uh, the Samsung uh, Chromebook Pro because we needed a, to do something with a pen, and I was checking something in the developer channel. And going back to a, a 3 by 2 screen after working on a 16 by 9 screen for a little while, it did feel a little weird. Um, and so like there was a point where a 3 by 2 I was just bought and sold but yeah. that was because it was a convertible like mm-hmm. and i was like "Ooh, if i'm going to use it as a tablet well i'm past that like the <clears> idea <throat> of using a 13 inch tablet in general i don't even care if it detached from the keyboard i'm not going to use it's it as just a tablet. there for special purposes i can flip it around yeah. right if i need yeah. to and then i'm putting it back yeah. so uh you know i think macs do it well 16 by 10 is a good ratio it gives you a little bit more height but you're still pretty widescreen i think that's a better ratio but i get it you know you're putting a 4k amoled screen in there's probably not they, a ton of 4K exactly. AMOLED 16 they, they, by 10 rolling They probably around. they probably had a lot of this particular panel to yeah. choose from. Yeah. So. so that that's but that's super nitpicky, like super nitpicky. And maybe the speakers will be able to pick some nits at. Um, yeah, we'll see. But yeah, I mean, it just brings everything to the table. Anyway, so with with Samsung saying, okay, we're going to do that, and we're going to slap Galaxy on it. So yeah. it's not a Samsung Chromebook Pro V2 or any any weird thing. It's a Galaxy Chromebook. So it's like, okay, we're we're behind it, you know, like we're, we're putting this up there with our other stuff. So you have galaxy tablets, galaxy phones, and now a galaxy Chromebook. And they still couldn't land the launch. Really. It's, it's been super awkward, not well communicated at all. And then out of nowhere, they're just like, Oh, April 6th, but they didn't update anything until after the fact. And no review, no review units units are out. Um, yeah, which, which honestly, I know we are reviewers and I know we are YouTubers and we are writers. And so we are maybe are, we have a particular bias here, but if I look at other, um, sectors, uh, for example, I mean, still within technology, but if you look at somebody like 
SwitchPod, who make a kind of vlog style little tripod type thing that you can put on your camera to vlog with. They rolled that thing out. They launched it. They had this like kind of hype built up to it. They had a date. And then every single YouTuber that I followed that does camera stuff had a video that day. Yeah. And that makes a big difference. Yep. I don't care. Yep. I don't care what anyone says. If if you see all these people talking about it, you're automatically like, oh, okay, what what is this? And, and that's I, what Robbie and, and I then were, I'll go through and watch all yeah, the Yeah, Robbie and I were talking about yesterday. <laughs> there's a high probability that Monday morning The Verge or some other major media outlet yeah. drops a review and they're like, oh, for the last two weeks, I've been working solely for... KPHD. Uh, yeah, so and you know what? I've been working on the Samsung Galaxy and, Chromebook for two weeks. Yeah, and from a personal perspective, that's a burn because, I mean, we don't, we're we nothing special, but we are, we live in the Chrome OS space where most other sites don't live solely in that space. Gabe, we, uh, Gabe we're the Chromebook kings. We are, we are. <laughs> I mean, on paper, we're, it's going to be a documentary. Took that from me. Oh Lord! I'm going to start growing my stop, mullet. Stop! I'm going to start growing my mullet. Stop! Okay. I watched yes. it all. I watched it all. Did but you? as Joe was pointing out, when that when that particular item dropped, everyone and their brother had one and had it and reviewed it. What sent? I understand. There's logistics and there's there's you have to weigh. You have but. you have to weigh the the cost of. We send five. Uh, 300 of these Galaxy Chrome, $1,000 Galaxy Chrome. I don't even Chrome. think they do that, though. Like, most times, it go, th- those review units go out. I bet you they don't send more than 50. 50. Right, but... They th- had almost that many on the show floor uh, in they, yeah, they, yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing. Get your, get your list of people that you work directly with and say, all right, everyone on this list is going to get a device. Work out the logistics. Have it sent to them. Because, and and honestly, those things were consumer-ready. We yes. could have taken one home in These January were not if they let us. Like, when we saw Asus, they had two. Yeah. One in gray, one in that pearly yeah. color. And it's, not, and it's not like we don't have frequent contact with these. With, right. Samsung in particular, but all these different brands. Like we have contact with them constantly. Well, and again, going we need back to need to write more scathing articles. That's what there we you need go. To do. That's what going, that's how we do it. Going back to though, like we're dealing with the marketing firm that's dealing with Samsung. So yeah. they there's a lot of things they probably don't have in their control. Okay. Yeah. They might have said, Hey, we want those review units and Samsung's like, Oh yeah, we'll get them to you. And again, it's that I'm breakdown sure. of communication of a, a large scale company because Asus was able to get us a review unit um, prior, well, we deal directly prior to with- launch directly with them or yeah so yeah. i'm dealing with somebody who works for asus yeah. not Sa- samsung company. has multiple pr companies in case you're not aware of that right. they have pr companies that handle mobile they, and it's not different people in the same company they have three major as a matter of fact i was t- talking talking to robbie the other day one of their pr companies i won't say their name but one of their pr companies was in on one of these giant congressional hearings or whatever about COVID 19 i mean they're big. Yeah, they are these, are, big these are massive marketing companies. And so a lot of times stuff gets dropped through the cracks. And again, I get it. I, I get that. And somebody pointed out in that article I, I put out that they're like, yeah, this is the case with laptops too. Like laptops, Windows laptops especially, like they get announced and then they get pushed off and they get no re- firm release date. And it's it's just weird. It's weird that that gets covered that way. But for me, when I view Chromebooks, they feel more like um, – a device. Um, right. I, I don't know, even know how to explain that, but I remember very specifically having an HP Chromebook or an HP Windows machine. I'm sorry. This is prior to me making the move to Chromebooks. And it was my device I did all my work on. And I remember when Windows 8 came out 
and it you know changed all these tiles and touchscreen stuff and it was a convertible chromebook or geez, a convertible pc laptop pc and i remember being able to flip it and do the tablety stuff there were no tablet apps but it had a, a tablet interface and it was the first time genuinely the first time i ever viewed a pc as like a device and what i mean by that is like i viewed it instead of just being a functional utilitarian computer it became something more akin to my iPad or the phone, whatever phone it was I had at the time. It felt like this thing that wasn't meant to be tinkered with and messed with. It was like a device. I go and buy the whole package, you know, the whole thing together. Um, and that was a weird shift for me. And like in my brain for, for a windows laptop to feel like a device. And that sounds so weird now, but I remember, I still remember that feeling of the first time I got Windows 8 on there and was messing with it. I'm like, oh, like if this was different, like not so big and clunky, like I could see using this kind of the way that I use an iPad or a phone or something like, huh, never really thought about that and never thought about my computer. My computer is something I could crack open and change the hard drive on or add some RAM to it or, you know, like it, versus Chromebooks. You, you buy the package. like It's just like you buy your phone. You buy the package. It's got the stuff in it. And you bought the configuration you want. And a lot of the, that tending, tendency and, and leaning is because of the way Apple started selling laptops. The Mac Pros, they started the trend of just like, this is how it's built and you buy it this way. And at first, they'd let you upgrade the RAM a little bit or something. But you had to take it in a lot of times to have it done. It's not, it wasn't built to be opened up and messed with. It was a, it was a device. Um, and so windows, you started seeing windows with ultrabooks move in that direction of this, like, Hey, we can, we can make things thinner and lighter and more aesthetically pleasing. If we just say, this is what you're buying, you buy what you buy and you get it. And so Chromebooks obviously fell into that and that's, that's what they are. And so I say all of that to say, I get that laptops don't get this kind of treatment and there's, they're dropping laptops out left and right. And there's all kinds of windows laptops showing up all the time. Chromebooks aren't nearly at that volume. And their releases feel way more akin to a new smartphone coming out. Cause it's like, we don't have six Chromebooks coming out this week. There's one or two, you know, and that's it. And so it feels like if you're going to spend all the time to put together all the pieces, if you're going to spend and create the device, create the thing, put it, you know, very prominently on show at a big consumer electronics show, give it branding the way that you would your flagship devices. It seems it would follow suit that you would just, a month prior say hey we've set a release date here's the date and yeah. you can get it at these places and and just roll forward with that and instead an article showed up in the verge with no citation there was no like hey it's a press release we checked the newsroom we checked the websites we checked everywhere everyone was citing the verge's article which clearly samsung reached out and told them they published at 1201 a.m it was clear that this had been relayed to them but it wasn't clear how right when would you ever see a, a smartphone or a tablet get released that way? Never. You would never see that. And so that was the frustrating part to me. It's like, thanks for giving us a date a week ahead or whatever. But why Why was it handled this way? Why Why do we keep running into this kind of thing? Why not just say, I'm, we updated the press release and we pushed it back out to everybody. And, oh, we just sent an email to all of our you know contacts that seem interested in this stuff. And I get emails about stuff that I'm not interested in. 200 times a day. Oh, yeah. So you could have just mass emailed everyone and said, hey, in, if, in case you're interested, we've released a date. Da, 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 here we go. Let your people know. And 
Instead, it was handled this other way. And I'm and, like, it just feels like, again, here we are, par for the course. Yeah. Of course you would do something weird and half-assed, well, honestly. We like, had we had high hopes, though. Like, we had really high hopes for the Galaxy because it's it has the Galaxy name. So we were like, Galaxy Chromebook, man, they're going to have this actually launch awesome, this like, the right way. this awesome release, and it's going to be this, like, dope launch, and they're going to hype it and all this. And instead, it was... Midnight. Oops. I sent. I I posted it in, in our pocket thread at you know, twelve oh five because I'm a weirdo uh, and I read this. You know the news at night and I saw it and I was like, oh, okay, of course. <laughs> so why didn't we do this? And so <laughs> yeah, we're scrambling again, the next like, morning trying to figure out did we miss something? Right. Did I miss an email? Yeah, no, I, we didn't. I and immediately like, was checking through my email and 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 here's my thing. Even if that was when, if they alerted the Verge at that time, send it out to everyone. Right. People like us are checking our emails and or working all the time. If, if that's how you choose to get the news across, I, I don't agree with that, but fine. If that's how you chose to do it, if that was relayed to The Verge, I don't think The Verge reported it poorly, you know, I, but they no. could have. You know, that it should have been clearly said, you know, Samsung has chosen, you know, the Verge. Samsung, yeah. yeah, you know, the, the has spoken yeah. to us and, yeah. you know, for us to get the word out. And I'm like, that wasn't, that didn't happen either. And so it's just, yeah. it was so confusing. But now that we're kind of past that and we're in a space where, yeah. you know, we know the date, we know it's going to be available. Yeah, Robbie's feeling better because that Monday's getting a lot closer. Yeah. Yeah. And so assuming it's at those Best Buys, which I have it on authority that... <laughs> It is uh, around, um, so that that's a good that's a good thing. Like the one thing that they really didn't need to do is get to Monday and be like, "Oh yeah, we actually don't have it." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that yeah. would not surprise me. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Now our but, our Best Buy might not, but, but you know, bigger Best Buys the, are going to have fact, it. The fact that it's available at Samsung and Best Buy. I, I really hope that that uh, prominence of, of retailer, you know, is, oh, hello, is, Sorry. <laughs> uh, is uh, indicative of them having inventory. But we'll see. We will know more on Monday. Yes. And if we get it, there will be content. Yeah. So stay sure. tuned. Stay tuned on the website. Stay tuned on social media. Um, we will be putting out more content as we get, you know, more information. I mean, we're kind of in the dark right now. We're just hoping that uh, things show up on Monday as promised. So stay tuned. Uh, folks, we're going to take a quick break for an ad, and we're going to come back and talk about Zoom. Maybe you've heard of it, video conferencing. All right, stay tuned. This podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. We recommend the service, and we use NordVPN because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device. Whether you're using a Chromebook, an Android device, a Mac, an iPhone, or a Windows device, NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. They also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord, N-O-R-D. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, we are going to hop right into some news uh, that has come out this week um, about Zoom. So if you aren't familiar, uh, you probably are by now. Yeah, because if you aren't, you have not looked at the news Because at it's all everywhere. In the last 30 days. Yeah, so Zoom is a uh, teleconferencing, video chatting um, platform, and it exploded uh, because of uh, coronavirus mm -hmm. and people being isolated and businesses needing to conduct business and have meetings virtually. And also just 
people wanting i saw yesterday somebody was playing flip cup on a zoom yeah. meeting you yeah, know I mean, like it, i mean it's it just, has become the consumer facing video conferencing app which is part of the reason why they are also running into a lot of issues right. uh, writing an article this morning their growth is what do we come up two thousand percent when you compare december yeah. to march yeah so 10 million daily zoom meetings free and paid in uh december 200 million daily meetings <laughs> during the month of march just a couple yeah so couple meetings not sure what the reasons behind it. there are a lot of options out there and there are many of them that are free and do the exact same thing zoom does but for whatever reason zoom is relatively newer they are kind of the new kid on the block when it comes to this stuff don't know if it's just their branding or their visibility they exploded why others have not and I, I just started seeing it everywhere everyone yeah, it, was talking about here's how to do a zoom here's we're doing meetings on zoom zoom yeah zoom, i mean zoom. We, we've been like spitballing of, of you know what do we need to talk about with zoom how can we help users use it and things like this and trying to figure out why it's so much better than everything else and our big thing was one it's free for that they have a free tier which is i don't know how many users you can have on there but it's a lot but the low barrier of entry and the cross platform capability but other platforms have that too. So why Zoom? Why is Zoom the recipient of all of these users? I'm not really sure why, honestly. Yeah. yeah. It, right uh, place, right time. I yeah, guess. I, I think. I, yeah, I think. I, I don't know. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. I wonder also if it was just some of the media picking up Zoom for some reason. Yeah. And, and so then people be, read articles about Zoom and then they start using Zoom and it just spreads. Yeah. I don't know how the how you'd research this to figure it out but i wonder if there weren't maybe some celebrity type people or at least influencers online have millions of followers that yeah. they do one and then people see it and go oh i'm gonna do that and like you just see that exponential growth happen because a million people got exposed to that and then they get all those people go with their family members who aren't tech savvy and maybe they're not very tech savvy and it's the only one they heard of and they're like zoom da -da -da -da. yep okay click it and Okay, here, join me. Boom. This is easy. Right. Now look at this. And so many schools are using it. And again, not sure why schools chose to go with that as opposed to other things. But so many schools are using it because the kids can work from home. They can join Zoom meetings. They don't have to have a, uh, a G Suite account or anything like that. So now the kids' families, parents are seeing, oh, Zoom. Okay, well, I'm going to keep resuming my book club with the ladies from the neighborhood, and we'll do it on Zoom. Yeah. And we'll do it a Bible study next week. We'll do it on Zoom and the youth group's meeting. And uh, I want to talk to my buddies about the Bourbon of the Month Club, and we can do it on Zoom. And it has turned into this huge social platform overnight but it's brought a lot of issues with it yeah so, so let's let's talk through some of those issues <sighs> and and maybe maybe you've read about some of this but maybe not also because i mean it's uh, some of this news is is kind of coming out daily, uh, daily almost yeah. like yeah, and then just within the last week yeah. basically like it's gone from being the internet darling to just kind of being uh, raked over the coals a little bit yeah. yeah and some of it's fair some of it's not um think one of the big ones for for the general public is zoom bombing if you have not heard of this what it is is when you create a zoom room that link is technically public unless you tell it to be otherwise now you can create private meetings but that is not the default nature of zoom you create a link 
anyone with that link can join your room unless you have the settings set to different options. Uh, people will get on Twitter and say, hey, guys, we're going we're gonna to have a social hour or whatever, and we're going to put this link out there, and now other people are getting this link. They're hopping in your chat room, and they are doing very inappropriate or rude, crude, or other unsavory things. And where this has become a huge problem are schools and kids that are doing schoolwork with or without teachers or whatever, and they're getting Zoom bombed. And ju- just yesterday, article of a class of 50 elementary school kids got a nice little peek at some pornography because somebody bombed their zoom meeting and shame on humanity for even considering doing something like that but the fact of the matter is that's the world we live in so yep it whenever any i mean we were just talking about this right before we started rolling anytime you have a large audience um it becomes a target right and that and that's the thing is that that's not necessarily a a chink in zoom's armor Zoom does lay out in a recent blog post how to prevent that from happening. You can lock rooms, you can make rooms private, you can put passwords on them, you can prevent Zoom bombing from happening. The problem is, is Zoom exploded in the consumer market so quickly they weren't prepared for this and it wasn't like you went and signed up for Zoom and they walked you through this thing. Yeah. Hey, you need to make your stuff secure and you need to do that. It was all done on the back end. And it wasn't because, default either. Yeah, it wasn't default <laughs> and they weren't prepared for this. But then there's other issues that are more more privacy issues uh, from the software perspective. Um, they, they used verbiage like end-to-end encryption. They are not end-to-end encrypted. They are transport encrypted, which is essentially just any website that's secure is transport encrypted that does not prevent zoom from looking at your data or your meetings or your videos or anything else that happens inside of their servers Um, they had software that was installing on Macs without permission Uh, there's been some backdoors that have allowed people to steal windows credentials there's there's been quite a bit of stuff and then just the fact that zoom hasn't been completely clear about their terms of services and advertising and what their apps do and what they don't do and what data uh, they're collecting. Yeah. It's, it's just been, it's been rough now in their defense, the CEO just published a 1300 word post about their 90, 90 day plan to fix what's wrong with zoom. And did go as far to say we were not, we, we did not create zoom to be a public consumer facing product. So these issues weren't there. Not that they weren't there. They just weren't issues prior to now. So they are taking the steps that they need to do to fix this. The problem is that's a 90 day plan. And right now people, users need something right now. So uh, that's the article we published today is just, there's some other alternatives out there that work just as well. They're free and they're way more secure. So, so let me, let me just quickly ask the question that maybe someone might be uh, thinking to themselves as they're listening to this. Should anyone be using zoom right now? I'm going to be honest with you. If my daughter's teacher said we were going to have a zoom classroom meeting tomorrow, my answer would be no, we're not. Even if it were secured and everything. No, yeah. There's just there's too many variables involved. As far as preventing the Zoom bombing, yes, you can easily do that. But, but as far as data and yeah, you can go to you can go to Zoom's uh, terms of service and you can see very clearly that they're kind of fast and loose with the data that they collect and they're not very clear about what they do with it. 
Um, they said in a, in a blog post or in one of their quotes, we don't use it for third-party advertising, but you go to the terms of service and read, and they clearly say data might be used with third parties, and that includes people that join mood meetings without signing in. So if you join a Zoom meeting but you don't have a Zoom account, your data is still not safe. So. Yikes. Yeah, and yeah, and some of those holes. Yikes. Yeah, you just like because wasn't there something about them sharing direct some stuff directly with Facebook as well? Yes, like, they they actually had an SDK built into their desktop app that was sharing data directly. Oh, that was the other thing. They were taking users' emails and grouping them in with yeah, uh, yeah in, that's what with, it not was. enterprise, but just with with specific domains. So, say you have a domain for your company and you all have Zoom set up around that domain. John Q. Public's email just got shared with your group, and now your people in your company have access to his not his personal data, but his email. Yeah. So, you're, you're, if you've used Zoom, it's possible that your email has been exposed to people other than the people you're in a meeting with, and that's a big deal. That, yeah. And, and for them to say we weren't a Casey Newton wrote a great article about this on The Verge. He talks about how. Zoom continued to defend themselves by saying we we were a business product, not a consumer product. If you are a business product, your users' emails should have never been exposed to anyone outside of the company right. using it. Yeah, that was that so. Was, that was a flaky defense. Now they're they've they've turned one eighty, and they do have a plan in place to get all of these fixed things fixed and good on them because they're taking the blame. But for them to say, well, all of this stuff is happening because we were never <laughs> meant like, for consumers. Nah, nah. False. Yeah. Because none it, of these things should have happened. If I, if us. The other is, way around. Yeah. If us, and that's the whole point of Casey's article is that you actually are a public product. Right. However you're marketing it. If we as Chrome Unboxed Box purchased a software platform of any sort and they did, they had these types of practices be getting our money back real quick. Yeah. Right. Because, I mean, think about the things, especially when you start thinking on the enterprise level stuff, if that's what they're saying that they were there yeah. for. That, those are the ones that become more secure. You know, and I'm yeah. not saying that general consumers, you know, privacy and stuff isn't important. But we, we sign away our rights to our data Yeah, if you, if you scroll Facebook for more than 10 minutes a day, you're giving your data away. Right, so. and go look at the terms and services, and people are like, ah, whatever. You know, and so consumers play a lot more fast and loose with yeah, their data. Absolutely. Because it's like, yeah, you know that I've searched about puppies, whatever. It doesn't matter. Like, I don't care if you take that and, and you advertise against that. Enterprise users, however, could be sharing trade secrets with one yeah. another, you yeah. know, blueprints for things, yeah. you know, no. uh, CAD yeah. files, just the, the list goes on and on of stuff that absolutely 100% or, for or, their business cannot get out. Or right now, a lot of financial information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So, billions so, of dollars. I mean, so that, of, that argument that we were geared towards, you know, the enterprise, not consumer, is completely backwards. Like, that's not, that's a terrible argument. Whoever made that up and said that should have you, yeah. you need to can't right because like there's two there's two there's two spot two segments that need and must have the security and the privacy and that's enterprise and education and those right. are the two segments that are using zoom more than anyone right now because i'm sorry yeah. the business aspect of it yes the privacy and the the credentials and the finances all this stuff huge deal but kids Kids need to be in a place where they're safe and secure because my yeah. kid's not going on the internet unless I know it's safe and secure. Yeah. Right. 
So let's talk about alternatives. Um, if someone's listening to this and they're like, yeah, sounds good. I'm done with Zoom. I will not use Zoom. I hear you loud and clear. Yeah, and what should they What should they use on an enterprise level, an education level, and, and on a personal level? Yeah, and there, there's a lot of them out there. There's a lot of articles going around about, you know, you can search and find, I think 9to5 did one, top 10 alternatives to Zoom. There's a lot of them, and it all depends on your use case. I mean, Duo's a good one. Uh, a lot of people use Face ID, but it's, App, it's Apple exclusive, FaceTime. right? FaceTime. FaceTime, whatever. Face ID is, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's you're, a, yeah, you're locked into Apple stuff. Duo's right? good, but it's max. How many users? Tw- they moved it up to 12 now. But you can't do group calls on the yeah, so the web. web. The web client can't join or participate at all. Which kind of defeats the purpose, because if you're having a conference, you want to be on a computer, not your phone. Yep. Yeah, so uh, it's it's definitely person-to-person. We use Duo like our family does. Yeah. Like with my parents and stuff, they call the kids on Duo all the time. Socializing, so. use those. Uh, I saw where Facebook actually officially launched their desktop messenger app. Yeah, is it an app or is it a web app? It's an app, because oh, okay. it's only available for Mac and PC, but... There's an option. There's tons of options out there. But if you are looking for a meeting software, whether you're enterprise or EDU, or even if it's just your your local book club, Skype, which we all know and heard of, they've been around for, what, 20 years? Um, You can actually use Skype on the web now without any software, without an account. It's free. Uh, You can have at least 30 or 40 people in a chat. It has all the screen sharing. If you sign up for a free Microsoft account, you get the extra stuff so you can lock your rooms and have all the privacy. And then Cisco WebEx, which I honestly wasn't that familiar with, but Cisco bought WebEx, I don't know, 20, 15 years ago. And they have a freemium tier that they've just upgraded because of what's going on with the coronavirus. And you can have up to 100 people in a chat room. Uh, I've actually got it pulled up right here. So you can sign in on the web. So we did all that. You can sign in without account. So I create a meeting, send my link to whoever they can join on the web without having an account. Uh, There's no limits on meeting times, which we have seen with other platforms. If you're on the free tier, you can only meet for like 20 minutes or whatever. What were we on the other day? Were we on Zoom? Yeah, Zoom has a 40-minute limit yeah, for the so, free stuff. Yeah, so we were having a meeting online the other day, and your little timer comes up and says, hey, your meeting's about to self-destruct or whatever. It doesn't really say that, but uh, this had, they've, they've removed limits on uh, time. You can have up to 100 participants, unlimited number of meetings, call-in audio, voice over IP. So if you have someone who's not in a place where they can do a video call, they can just call in from their phone. Uh, there's desktop applications, whiteboard sharing, uh, all kinds of stuff. You can record your meetings. Uh, they have a certain amount of cloud storage, and that that tier's free. And yeah. uh, from what I can tell, it's probably the best option out there. So yeah. Well, and there's there's countless other options. Yeah. Too. Uber, yeah. Uber conferences. Yeah. Dope. Uber I, mean, com- I mean, I'm just sitting here pulling up, you know, Facebook Messenger as you were mes- mentioning that in in the web. Their web app lets me do group video oh, calls as we well. Um, if the minute you say. I want something where I don't have to have an account that limits it. Right. So what everything you've been talking about is just stuff that you can create a meeting and let people jump in and join. Yeah. But the minute you say, okay, well I'm willing to do things where people have to at least have a base account. I mean the, the number of options exponentially. And if you're looking to do something just on social, then I would recommend uh, Facebook because you do not have to have a Facebook account to use Facebook Messenger. My mm-hmm. wife does not have a Facebook. It's they link it to your phone number and you can install oh, Messenger. Right. Yep. Oh yeah, and yeah, you can do that. messaging that way. So if if this is just for social purposes and you don't have a huge group of people, 
use what you already use. I mean, we use Hangouts sometimes when we need it. I know you have to have a G Suite account to do the, the yeah. Video so when stuff. we talk about account stuff, like our right. our the best thing that we've used that that seems most stable and just solid is Hangouts Meet. It's right. well, awesome. So hold on, let's talk about that one real quick. Let's dig into it because I think for Googly people, they want the Google product. So Duo is great. Hangouts. Uh, if 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 I set up a meeting, if I had a um, uh, I, if I have a G Suite account, which we do because that's how we run all of our email, and I create an event and then create the Hangout Meet that goes along with it, I can share that out with yes. anyone else and they can join. Yeah, correct. They don't yeah. need anything. The, the creator no has yeah, to have a host a G needs a G Suite okay. account. So that's another option that people may not realize. They may think you know a lot of people might have a G Suite account, but they're they're institution isn't under that G Suite umbrella, that's okay. You can create that yeah, meeting. Right. You can send the link and they can join on the Hangouts on the web is great. So oh, it is. And, and, it so, is and so G fantastic. Suite, if, if people aren't familiar, your, your normal Google account isn't going to cut it here. This is a paid uh, kind of more enterprise level uh, subscription to Google products, basically. Yeah, you just get better versions yeah, of a lot of you, things. You get some expanded storage and different things. Um so that's what we're talking about when we say G Suite. Yeah. If, if people yeah. So it's familiar. like you, you've got your at Joe Unboxed email address. And Normally domain your, specific. Your domain you know, is specific. For company stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's a G Suite account. So I'm so. thinking of, I, I mean, just as on a personal level, I was telling you guys right before we hopped on, uh, I am somehow on the planning commission for the city uh, here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, and. There is a hearing that we kind of legally need to do, and they were trying to figure out how to do it, and everyone was like, well, I have a Zoom account. Let's go on Zoom. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, darn. Like, I need to I need to respond, and I need to tell them that we shouldn't do that, but I need to know, like, what am I recommending? Like, what's the best way? And I honestly think, for me, like, I can say, hey, guys, I'll create the meeting. I'll share yep. out the link. You all click yep. it. You can join from your phone. You can join from your computer. We can share screens. Yep. And, and the benefit here, too, is that Google has kind of responded in their own way uh, to the coronavirus stuff. And basically, like the tier of we're in the lowest tier of G Suite because we don't use a ton of this stuff. So right. we don't pay for all the extras. Um, and so like massive meetings, yeah, we're we, like wouldn't, we wouldn't have been able to do. We can now, though. hundred people. Yeah they've, or, yeah, they've upped the limits on so stuff. hundred hundred people, basic. unlimited time and all yeah. that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it's it's wide open for our account even right now, too. So. Yeah, that that's the way I would say to go do it. Yeah. You know, go go leverage it that way. Yeah, yeah. So if you exhaust all possibilities and you just don't have a way to do it, let us know. We, we'll hook you up with a meeting. No, I'm yeah. totally joking. We're not. <laughs> we'll just do create that. the meeting and give you the. Link. Not that we wouldn't want to help. We're just we're yeah. really busy right now. We yeah. can't do that. Yeah, well, yeah, we're not going to do that. So, <laughs> so, so yeah. So there's 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 lots of alternatives. We have an article out. Uh, we'll obviously link that in the show notes. Um, but you know, this is a. Uh, everything's just happening so quickly and I, I you know i i don't i don't know that i totally agree with how zoom handled it and at, at first right but i do appreciate them saying hey look we get it yeah they're taking the it. on us and that's good uh they, and like companies right now and i don't know like as consumers i'm not i'm not saying don't ever use zoom ever again because no. I, because at the end of the day all of this this is all happening so fast and people are trying their best and these companies are 
experiencing exponential growth unlike anything they've ever experienced before what was the number you said how much growth have they had thousand you know could you imagine server i mean think about their servers dude that's the thing that's the other thing that's crazy about all this people are like oh it's in the cloud it's in the cloud yeah that's still on a computer the cloud is still a server people like the, the cloud is yeah, not Yeah, and let's let's forget virtual. the fact that people people just assume that when stuff like that transition to that that everything's just secure in the cloud oh. is not secure. They're secure still, is secure. There's still computers sitting on servers yeah. somewhere and they're connected and they have uh, vulnerabilities and they have uh, security issues that that if set up properly, the cloud "Quote unquote" can be very secure, right? And, and and as Robbie had mentioned earlier, looking at at the the benefit and the good that comes out of some of this, some of the issues that Zoom is dealing with are just vulnerabilities. They're zero day zero day exploits that they weren't aware of, and that some very kind and non malicious white hat hackers found. Yeah. And instead of taking credit, I think one the guy who found the big uh, Microsoft exploit actually refused to accept uh, bounty for yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, not sure what his reasons were, but which, hey, good on him. Which can be pretty substantial yeah, for some absolutely. of these I things. I think you can get a million dollars for yeah. hacking Chrome, can't you? Or if you can hack a Chronebook from the lock screen, that's like a million dollars. Yeah, no, they're do. big. There, there's some that. of them that on a regular basis are hundreds, hundreds of thousands. Of thousands. Yeah, but dollars. anyway, some of these exploits they weren't aware of, and now they're able to fix it. So yeah. there is a yeah. there is a silver lining right. here, and that is to say, I believe that six months down the road, we could probably sit here and have the same conversation and say hey you need a video meeting software use zoom zoom has right now and in t- encryption it has yeah. this 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 as of right now it's right not, now not don't do that yeah, yeah. yeah. skype does offer end to end encryption you can you can make your meetings private stuff like that cisco has the same thing so yeah it's just uh yeah crazy time to be alive but we wanted to touch on that because there's so much news and information out there it's, it's sometimes hard to comprehend all of that and so i like using the podcast as a way to flesh out some of those things so we just kind of wanted to touch on that one other quick thing before we wrap up here um i'm gonna try to remember what the actual name is so i don't call it the apple version but uh (laughs) we're seeing some we're seeing some news that android is going to be getting an airdrop equivalent i can't remember the name so that's why i called it airdrop equivalent nearby sharing is yes. that correct oh nearby okay. sharing nearby okay sharing. i knew it was nearby yep. something i couldn't remember if it was they like were, nearby drop or... it originally started as called fast sharing i think which what sounds the original so much name. better yeah. like it sounds too much like fast well, pairing though. what they're doing <laughs> from what i can tell it looks like they're actually this is part of a larger movement so the same thing that they're going to be doing to basically give you fast pair for bluetooth devices that kind of get on board with this with android uh it, it's all there's something else too that they're doing if you just go android like google android nearby yeah there's like three main things that they're doing with this um and so yeah the the idea with uh nearby sharing um is an apple airdrop-esque kind of thing now apple airdrop if i'm not mistaken actually uses your local wi-fi network so if if the MacBook we have here and my iPad were on the same network. We can I can drop stuff to you, and I think unless you tell it not to allow other people to do that, if somebody sees you on a local Wi-Fi at a coffee shop, they can you know send you pictures yeah, or whatever. Our, our like, friend, yeah. uh, our friend uh, Joe Bennett uh, is one of those people who will send you a funny video 
yeah. if they see that you're on uh, open and some people do it and it's funny and some people do it and it's not people but, at people at bars trying to pick up chicks yeah. you know just like randomly sending out airdrops so, yeah, it, it's just called nearby and so it does nearby connections api so they this is from google enables seamless nearby interactions such as multiplayer gaming, real-time collaboration, forming a group, broadcasting a resource, or sharing content. Yeah. Then the second part is nearby messages API, which I don't even know what this is. Uh, Internet communication. My guess is this would be similar to beacons kind of thing mm-hmm. where you can just get a notification. Yeah, and a that's what I was just reading is that uh, AirDrop actually uses the Bluetooth for the initial... I guess okay, so they may have some that sort up of that, but it tra- the transfer happens over Wi-Fi. So okay, yeah. okay, but that used to it just if you hopped on a Wi-Fi network and anyone was on there and they had their AirDrop opened up, you could just send stuff to people like randos because that's smart. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently Apple's changed that. I don't know. I don't. I don't ever use it, but a lot of people that use it love it. And so this is a similar type thing. Uh, from what I can tell, Android will be leveraging Wi-Fi Direct to do this. So once our phones are close enough to see that they're close and we go yeah i want to share this thing with you and i hit it the wi-fi direct is a device to device connection versus sending it over a a network that may be public so that's to me that's a better use of wi-fi delivery systems and if i'm not mistaken samsung did this for a little while so android beam has been around for a bit you remember the whole touch devices back to back to share a file between them remember those things that was fun Um, it still is a thing yeah Um, but the android implementation of it was just bluetooth and bluetooth while it's gotten better at being faster to pair and uh, more battery conscious, it's also gotten way slower what, for what data was, transfer. What was the name of... There was some app. There was like a Beam app or something. And I remember transferring like contacts and stuff through it. What in the heck was the name of that bump. app? Bump. Yeah. Dude, I had bump. bump yeah. I had bump contacts like on my phone <laughs> yeah. saved. Yeah. I, mean, I had Google a little account. animation when you... Yeah. When you know. Yeah. So Samsung took this a next step further, but it would only work Samsung to Samsung. And, you know, same thing. You touched them back to back. They noticed via NFC is what they used with those, that they were they were close. Do you want to share this? Yes, you hit the button. And then it would turn on. It would not just do Bluetooth. It would also use Wi-Fi direct between those two phones. And it was really great, but it was only Samsung doing it. And so I, I would assume Samsung probably still does that. Um, so this would be an Android implementation um, across all Android devices. Like they'd yeah. all be able to do this same thing. So um, it'll be cool when it shows up. And it the, the thing we found out today is that there's a commit showing that they're adding the flag for this feature to Chrome OS right. as well. So, um, you know, we should start seeing it. And, you know, it hasn't been merged or anything yet. So it's it wouldn't be in Canary or anything. But eventually once it gets merged, hopefully we'll be able to turn it on and maybe drop one of our pixels into the developer you know, um, uh, program and get, cause it apparently nine to five found mentions of this in Android 11, like baked in without having to like tweak anything. So I'm assuming Android 11 will have it. It's just going to be a feature. It's probably something they would have talked about at Google IO. So hopefully in May they'll flesh it out a little bit more cause it's kind of been lingering for a bit yeah. in the Android space. So once they do that and then Chromebooks have this ability ostensibly what you would be able to do is walk up and be like share this file and it's just going to be part of that you know android and and chrome os that work together basically for messaging and unlocking and stuff like that right now uh and and instant tether this is just going to probably be another thing that gets added to that list of stuff you know directly share a file forget usb type c we'll just do it over wi-fi click this button boom your files there yeah so um (laughs) maybe my brain is just on security now because we've been talking about zoom stuff but 
if it's happening over Wi-Fi, is it? I mean, it's it, Wi-Fi Direct is a direct thing between devices. Yeah. So it would skip the router okay. and all that kind of stuff. It's just going to happen right here, and so okay. it would use Bluetooth LE to set up set up the encrypted connection Got between it. the okay. two. Got it. Okay. Okay. And then okay. use the speed of Wi-Fi to to move the thing. And Wi-Fi Direct's been around forever. Okay. It's just learning how to implement it. Um, you know, your your Chromecast. Google Home, oh. yeah, Chromecast, yeah. Google Home devices use it. Right. Uh, when you do that initial setup. And the Chromecast has to get on the Wi-Fi uh, when it, at first to talk between yeah, the two of them. You're like, using a yeah. Wi-Fi direct connection. Like, so I remember it's like, people, it's people would trip Wi-Fi. out because it, on your phone it'll say it needs to turn your Bluetooth on. People are like my Chromecast has Bluetooth. Why can't I? Like that's it's not <laughs> All quite it how is, not quite how that works. <laughs> it's just <laughs> putting the, the beacon same. out, saying here yeah. I am. Let's yeah. talk. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's, cool. And it's that the same sense. Same thing. It's just it'll be available on Android just as a whole and on Chromebooks as a whole. So just like everything else that we've seen with, um, you know, stuff where your phone works with your Chromebook, this is just going to be another one of those things that it'll yeah. just do. And yeah. it could take a little while, but hopefully th- by this fall, it'll be a thing. Yeah. Just, so maybe like know, pixel five time, this could be something a launch with pixel five. That would be what if thought. they did, what if they did like the pixel five launch and it had that. And what about all the other, uh, what's, forget what it's called fast pair is it yeah. fast pairing uh, fast I would pair love to see fast pair show what up if all that time? just came at the same time and it was all this like interconnected and maybe they would like announce a chromebook with it too yeah maybe <laughs> um, we're, we're looking <laughs> we're stretching that a little bit but okay. yeah i mean it's uh, weird we literally have nothing it's weird there's not right much now. right now we but, need we need to start doing you know those the pictures of the guy who has like the conspiracy the, the with all the strength. We need that pins. in Joe's corner behind this his whole desk. wall up here. That's what it should we'll be. We'll just have we'll have that would actually a ladder. Be kind of funny. We'll ladder. have each board name and we'll connect it to every common thing that <laughs> we, we should do. That that would actually be really funny. We should make a YouTube Joel video be over about in that. the corner with his coffee mug in the fetal position. Yeah, it's rocking back. This and is going to be this could have be like all, a, a YouTube members video. This have, be, yeah, I love this. Have you all seen True Detective? like two two episodes yeah the second season there's a guy that's oh is that second or third season i don't know there's a guy that's trying to figure out this whole conspiracy and he has a um storage container and Uh, he's like converted it that's the best (laughs) out in the middle of the desert in arizona it's awesome (laughs) uh so yeah i mean i was kind of joking but in all seriousness we're not seeing any uh googly well, devices to, to be as fair, right now. we haven't really been um, looking that hard though. That either. and as I look back and see articles where we said, okay, we feel confident that Atlas is a Pixelbook Go. We feel confident Eve is a made by like that was a big one because Google hadn't made a front-facing Chromebook in a while. 2015 was the last time with the Chromebook Pixel LS, uh, <sighs> and and that was they just unveiled it kind of out of nowhere and moved on like it that this was prior to the whole made by google right and that was when thing. their their chromebooks were still like a oh it this was is what you can do yeah this, this is was not a, a benchmark out device. here like yeah. no one needs to buy this this is we're just showing off a little bit like and of course i had them but you know, i worked like, on my 13 the other day it was really cool <laughs> the og and they're yeah. still well-built devices yeah. like, they're great but um so the pixel book was the first one like we were really trying to put pieces together to go, okay, I think this is going to happen. I really do think they're going to do it. And then they went and did it. Um, but then when we looked at Nocturne, which turned out to be the Pixel Slate, um, I forget what it was. There were some leaks by mm. some bigger uh, people, like Evan Blast style leaks, where yeah. we knew that that was coming. Um, and then the the 
there were some interesting things that happened between Atlas, which is the Pixelbook Go, and Nocturne. They they cloned a board off of Eve and called it Krabby Lake, and and they built two devices. So it was these very clear, like, oh yeah. So if that one is uh, a Google made Chromebook, there's no reason to believe this one isn't. And so, right. and then there were some other leaks around the Pixelbook Go that were like that, where other leakers got industry information and said it. It wasn't, hey, we found these commits and these commits clearly point. It was like based on that leak and like this one they removed the SD card kind of thing. Like it was it was loose. It wasn't like with Kohaku and the Samsung Galaxy Chromebook. I mean, we had a bullet point list of stuff oh, yeah. like this is a, the next Samsung Chromebook for sure. Uh, we've never had that with a Google Make Chromebook. No. So it's not as if there's always these smoking gun things that we can all go, this is for sure Google. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of conjecture and a lot of gut with those. Yeah, I mean, so honestly. If, if, you know, that a leak could still easily come, it makes complete sense that Google would be using one of these hatch boards. There's a ton of them mm-hmm. uh, to drop a hatch-based uh, Pixelbook something. Um, I could 100% see them just doing and a new updated version of the Pixelbook Go. Like, I think that's a sweet spot for them of keeping things affordable and realistic and just building it just mm-hmm. super pristine. So, I mean, imagine this Pixelbook Go with a fingerprint scanner, Wi-Fi 6, and Bluetooth 5, and a latest-gen processor. I would, lo- I would love to see screen. them do one of each, though. I would love to see them oh, get back too. into the convertible game and just have, forget about tablets, let Lenovo lead that charge. Yeah, and, and they, I, I think got to wait at least what more another year. Yeah, they said they're not going to make any yeah. tabs. So just do a convertible, <laughs> do a clamshell. These are the Pixel Books. Yeah, this is the Go, and this is the, yep. the this is a yeah. 2020 Pixel Book and Pixel Book Go. Pixel no, need, no need for twos or Pixel Book Pro. No. Side note: Have you noticed <laughs> that the four XL has disappeared from everywhere? It's has it really gone? The four? The four XL, not the four. Huh? The four XL, but. Uh, well, Mobile, I know they Google, said really. I know gone. they said the three was yeah. going to go away. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. So yeah, I mean we're probably a month out from the they might have just ran four A and mm-hmm. maybe the four A XL. It's still zero proof showing that there's an XL version of that either. Yeah, but that's that's just weird. Yeah, and then all the rumors around the five being a mid range phone. So I'm like, I don't I don't know what they're doing with their phones. Um, Looks like you might be getting a one plus eight. I'm just saying. <laughs> He'll return it after a week. I was going to say, I don't, I don't think I can go down that road again. He would return of, it. Of all, I might, though. Uh, I saying, of all the ones we you've tried, though, the one plus, it, it, was the it tried hard. Yeah, it was the closest. Um, and, and the other thing, too, is now that I'm on that jump on demand thing with T-Mobile. Like, it only, it, does, it only know, fuels this. Yeah, because I'm like, well, I can live with it for a, a month. T-Mobile, you're such an enabler. Especially if, if when is the one plus? coming out uh, they're saying like within the next month i think isn't it because if it comes out soon enough and i know that because i know i'm going to try the four as yeah. long as there's a 4a xl if there's a, just a little 4a i i don't think i can handle that tiny of a phone yeah um but if there's a 4a xl i'm gonna try that yeah, i was gonna I'll, use my jump on demand to try it yeah. out yeah i um, wonder what i wonder too because like the the standard one and the xls have always had different code names Mm-hmm. I wonder what's to stop them since they essentially have the same internals, just maybe very oh, different. Dude, one different code name. Do it like Chromebooks. Yeah. Just, yeah. It's the same one thing. One code name, different variants. Yeah. 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 Interesting. It would be really weird for them not to put out an Excel. Yeah. But yeah. Anywho. <laughs> they are Google though. <laughs> they, so. they will do their Googly Here's thing. Here's my and... only, my only theory with it. If they put the 4A out, it is small. If and they do the, this mid range phone, Pixel 5 is and big. And it basically is. And just, they don't do a big and small. They just do a big Pixel 5. 
the A's are small. The regulars are big. They're both mid-range. Yeah. It, it, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Well, hey, let's uh, let's let's uh, dig into a couple questions that we've gotten uh, on Twitter. Uh, if you are interested in sending us a question, use hashtag the Chromecast, and we will try to answer those live on air. Get your question answered, people. It's so much fun. Uh, <laughs> so we've got we've got one question here from Matt Herman uh, at m Herman ninety five, and he says. He had originally just messaged at Robbie, and then he came back and used the hashtag. Thanks, Matt. Uh, what text editor do you use for web development on your Chromebook? I was de- I was debating using Visual Studio Code in Linux, but like to use web apps or extensions when I can. Um, yeah, so I use uh, Shift Edit, which is a cloud-based IDE, uh, great, similar great to idea. Code Anywhere, if you've ever seen Code Anywhere. Code Anywhere actually has some uh, native mobile apps that you can use too, like iOS has a native one. Uh, I don't think there's an Android one. Um, I could be wrong on that. I haven't looked in a while, uh, but their web portal is pretty good too. Um, Shift Edit, you could put in, you can go to the Chrome Web Store and actually install the local package, or you could install it as a PWA. It's all the same thing. Yeah. Um, or you can just open a tab if that works best for your workflow. Yeah. However you want to do it, you just sign in and add your account stuff there. And uh, the the guy, it's a single man operation. He, he develops the thing. He's very responsive. Mm-hmm. Um, when I've had issues, um, he's he's gotten back to me within 30, 45 minutes um, to, to make sure that those issues are, are taken care of. And uh, I guess it goes to depending on what exactly uh, did he say web development? Is that what he said? He just said web development. Yeah, he didn't that, say that encompasses so many things. Yeah, it um, depends on if you're building full blown progressive web apps. Um, honestly, though, I yeah, I've never I've never compiled uh, JavaScript or anything like that via Shift Edit. I don't I don't do that. Um, I primarily do mostly design type stuff and manipulate things that are there in PHP if I need to, but I don't. I don't write a ton of uh, code that's going to have to be run on the server and uh, manipulate CSS and write HTML. So for those things, web-based IDEs are fine because there's not a whole lot of heavy lifting there. I'm not even sure how Shift Edit does. Like you can write Python and right. JavaScript mm-hmm. and stuff in that. So I don't. I'm guessing you still. I mean, you're still going to host your server somewhere, you know, whatever you're writing on. So I I would assume it would do should, fine in that. Should work. You're still spinning up your server. It's just a matter of how you're communicating to it. So, a lot of people, you know, that, that use Visual Studio or use Vim or whatever, they're going to just talk directly to that server. This would then be talking to Shift Edit, which would then talk to your server. So, I I don't know enough about it to say that no, oh, it'd be fine. But he that's what he wrote this for. Well, he, it's not like he wrote this and said, well, it's great for you know PHP, CSS, and HTML, but everything else, well, it might work. Um, you know, it's it's pretty full blown. So. Uh, it's like six bucks a month. Uh, yeah, to use. but it, there's a free. I think it's a week trial. Yeah, if you want to just try it out. Yeah, and it's seven days for. It's been pretty fantastic. Does he have uh, a lifetime uh, subscription? Not, not that I know of. He I should. pay for it. Yeah, that'd be cool. I pay yeah. for it monthly so just to I, have. Yeah. Um, and it's got some great um, uh, text editing tools in there too. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so for me, like having, I'm not good enough with PHP to know. Sometimes I might write something a little wrong, <laughs> um, and so it's it's got syntax checking. It's for like PHP. Hey, hey this is It'll wrong. put a nice yeah, X yeah, there, yeah, but yeah. like you can't do that. That's not a thing. Now, if you're uh, familiar with VS Code and that's what you like, I say go, yeah, for, go it. for it. We, I've installed it on the Linux mm-hmm. end of Chrome OS. It works just fine. If you're familiar with that and you want to use that, absolutely. Yeah, but I, I love the fact that you say that you would rather use a web app. Yeah, I'm absolutely. Same way. You know, I I, I just 
I love web driven applications. For the win. I just yeah. do. Right. I love it. And so that's right. Uh, I would one hundred percent give Shift yeah. Edit. Uh, a yeah, try. we'll link it. We'll Shift link it in the show notes. Net. Yeah, um, it's, it's very simple to get started and, and get going. Great, it's great. Okay, uh, we've got one other one here. I love, <laughs> I love this. Uh, I love this Twitter name. Bruh moment number twenty three. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm guessing Nat Nat Taylor N A T Taylor underscore nine on Twitter said, uh, "What are some flags you think everyone with a Chromebook should enable?" Uh, I can't say that there's any flag. I I would say everyone should enable. That's no, no, no flag. And, and for the record, someday down the road, whenever they decide to finally do it, Chrome flags are going to go away. They yeah. may be there, like you'll be able to enable them from like a cross shell or something. But yeah. the actual yeah. Chrome Forge, like where you can go and toggle them on and off, yeah, they're not going to be there anymore. But yeah, I don't. I have a couple of devices that I don't have flags enabled on. Um, no, I I stay I, away from it unless that, I'm testing. Yeah, something. that's the thing. I mean, if it's a flag, it's either something they're still developing or something that's going away. And if they're still developing it, like ambient mode, it's pretty cool. It doesn't really serve much of a purpose, but it's cool. Right. Uh, you can enable it if you're in dev channel. Yeah, it's in yeah. dev now. But it's going to be a feature eventually, so it doesn't matter. Right, and and this is an important note. I just thought in my head, I'm like, maybe we need to write this just to clarify this for people. If you go and look at the the list of flags, there are a ton of them in there that are already enabled. They're set to default, but the default is that they are enabled. Um, yeah, and it stinks because developers don't tell you what the default no, is. Because like one one of the important ones was GPU support for Crostini. Right. Again, not a flag everyone should enable. But if you needed GPU support, the flag was there. Once it switched to that new UI that they have, and it had the default toggle, we didn't know which one was default. Like, so you we, don't know if it's actually. So we had to enable it and disable it, and then just test. What was the game we? Oh, Open Arena. We yeah. fired up Open Arena online to see if it was using the GPU or not. So yeah. yeah, and so you just need to know that. Like, if you go through there and you're like, none of these are turned on. Well, most of them are probably turned on. It's just they haven't done the step of going through and getting rid of the flag. Exactly. They might still be yeah, working at another. Because like, there's thing some to cool it. ones in Dev right now, like the resizing disk disk on Crostini mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and setting your own Linux name is those things are cool. They're not instable. And again, I can't think of a flag instable that I would say, yeah, you absolutely well, need to turn this on. The, the I mean, one we, I turn we, on. we write about them, you know, yeah. when you, when we're discovering stuff, a lot of times it's through a flag. So by all means, like you can go turn these things on yeah, and try yeah. them out. But uh, as far as everybody turning it on, yeah, I can tell not? you right now, I bet there's one I'm going to mention that, but I, again, I'm not saying everyone needs to turn this on. Um, would be the pointer lock and oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, pointer lock. if you're using linux then yes that there there's a no there, i don't have any flags on yeah, yeah there's a blanket one though if you are utilizing linux apps especially if you're playing linux games you need to enable pointer lock yeah, yeah. there we go so right. that's but again it's <laughs> very I do specific want, use yeah, case. I, yeah i want to say like because the question was is there something you would say make sure everyone turns this yeah. on no nah. 100% no, because these are all experimental things. And it says right at the top, experiments, warning, experimental yeah. features. Don't do this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it used to say some of these can bite, I think. You know, oh, they took that that's out. funny. It was so much more fun. All righty. Hey, we've got one other quick one, uh, and then we're going to head out for today. Uh, Adam Miller, at a Miller 31 on Twitter. Um, we're going to have to tiptoe around this one a little bit. But he said, I know you haven't done a formal formal review but can you give your opinion on the trackpad smoothness of the galaxy chromebook and the asus 
436 as compared to a MacBook trackpad smoothness. So, sure. Yeah, I think you've already, I mean, in the unboxing, you I talked did. about yeah. the trackpad on. It's smooth as butter. I mean, it's etched glass. They're all good trackpads are almost all made of etched glass, which is smooth and doesn't build up a lot of oils. The, the trackpad on the Pixelbook Go, the Pixelbook, <laughs> the Pixel Slate, MacBooks, um, the Galaxy Chromebook, the Asus Flip C436. Uh, the HP Chromebook HP. X360, yeah, yeah. the Lenovo, Lenovo. Yogo. Did the Dell? No. No. It did not. It was one of the things I knocked against it. And so, you know, pretty universally, if it's an etched class Chromebook, it's smooth. Yeah. They, they all kind of feel the same, to be honest with you, uh, which is to say super smooth and great. Um, yeah. Now, if you're talking action, the Asus is good, but the galaxy yeah, there's a, and I, I, it's been a while so i don't want to speak on just and that's another thing it's hard to tell with review units because sometimes we'll get them in and these aren't this isn't a model they went to best buy and pulled off of the shelf yeah. you know robbie's had multiple ones where he's had to kind of adjust the trackpad and it's hard to tell until you get a consumer device but the trackpad's good but yeah. the galaxy so, even the devices that we saw at ces that a million people had touched they were great. Still felt awesome. Yeah. They were phenomenal. Super solid. Super awesome. it, it felt very similar to the Pixelbook Go, which yeah. I think is a pretty phenomenal trackpad. Yeah. I think I think comparing anything to, I, I think as far as smoothness goes, you can talk about the edge glass and how they feel and they don't build up oils and that sort of thing. There, there's not going to be that much of a difference necessarily there. The, the difference to me between uh, those Chromebooks that we've talked about versus the Mac, and I, you know, we, we, uh, we have a Mac in the office that we use for, for video editing, uh, is the, what, what, what they call their haptic feedback, uh, oh, yeah. whatever, they have a special name for Voodoo, it. Voodoo, magic, sorcery. That's the biggest difference, and it, it honestly still kind of blows my mind sometimes. So essentially what they're doing on a MacBook or the Magic Trackpad, which also works with Chrome, Chrome OS, mm-hmm. yep. uh, we have a video on that, uh, is that there, there isn't any moving parts. It is, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It is... Uh, replicating just, a yeah, click so feel through, through vibration through vibration like, it's crazy man. you can look up the mit study that was done that caused them to be yeah, able to do this it. so weird where they just studied what it is that makes the, your brain right the, think that, that makes you your brain yeah register that clicking what is sensation. what is the exact vibration and the frequency and all of those things that are similar to an actual they, physical click they pulled it off it's bizarre, dude. <laughs> and it's been there since this is a 2016? 16, but I think they've done it they, since, since 2015. 15. I think. Yeah, the so, year I mean, it's, before It's this been around a little while. And most people probably use a MacBook, don't even know. The, that only, that's the only way you'll know is if you power off your device and then go, go to click to yeah, track Then go click that thing. And you'll or notice same thing, it's, it's same thing with like the, the magic trackpad. If you flip that little button off yeah. and then you tap it, it's nothing. Just solid <laughs> block. Yeah. Um, but I'm you. Uh, you. Can I fool wish every person did they, ever. Did they, just like is that does, clicking or not? Does Everyone Apple does Apple have any, any sort of copyright on that or, or it, I, IP it would be a on patent, it? Um, I would assume, yeah. Because uh, it's like the same, it's I just, the same haptics I, that they use for 3D touch yeah. that they've kind of gotten rid of, yeah. but they used it all the all of their haptic stuff is all driven around that same idea of trying to create the, a better feeling. Well, and response. the other thing that's interesting, and I will admit, I'm looking down here at the MacBook, the the size of the trackpad on this thing is completely obnoxious. Yeah, it is. It's completely obnoxious. There's no reason it needs to be this large. Let's be honest. No. I probably use half of it. Um, but it's cool. 
And the interesting thing is anywhere you tap, I could tap up in the top right corner right. and get same that click. exact same click. So yep. that's something cool about it. I wish that it was maybe some technology that could leak out to Chromebooks or other devices, or maybe somebody like Google can figure out another way of doing it. I don't know that that doesn't compete with the IP that, that Apple has. Yeah. And um, if it's like any other patent, the patent will run out at some point. Yeah, exactly. Other people can do it. So, so yeah, so good question. That was, uh, I, I think, uh, glass track pads for the win all the time, every time. Yeah. What I, what I want to see Apple do next is take that same tech and use it on a keyboard. Give me a solid slate keyboard that <laughs> has like slightly raised keys or Bruh. whatever. But that feel like they're clicking when you click them. Well, dude, I mean the the the, so, the like. Have you typed on the is Lenovo? Do they have the the, old, the screen, the, the virtual keyboard thing? Oh, you're talking about that that yoga yeah book. The, it's haptic. But have it, you typed it has on to that? have a little key yeah. there because your fingers have to be able to see it and feel right, it. You need to feel the key. Right, so there so, needs to be a raised. Yeah. I'm saying it needs to have a raised surface, yeah. but they don't have to move. Yeah, there needs to be no dude. mechanics in it. If yeah. they're not working on that, that would be surprising. I would I would imagine they're working because on like, like that. the the Magic Trackpad, and I would assume the trackpad on that Mac right there is the same thing. There is a slight little bit of like squishy padding underneath the glass mm-hmm. that allows it to give move, a move. little bit. It's mm-hmm. it's very tiny but they could do something similar like that no mechanics no moving parts so if they could nail that gone would be your days on because i mean macbooks have obviously had some issues the, the with one keyboards. I'm, the one i'm looking at here is, they, has been real crappy yeah they've had some they've had some serious issues with their their keyboards he's getting they stuck get rid of that. Now, any little piece of anything that gets up under there breaks it and yeah it's but does that mean you'd have to have a haptic motor for every key i don't Can know you imagine the price yeah Insane, insane. <laughs> but yeah. if somebody could figure it out, I think Apple would that, be the one that, to do it. They could, they could try to pull it off somehow. I don't but know. Imagine what, the, what that but would dude, be for, I, they're, their, they're, for their iPad keyboards. I mean, yeah, that could uh, be I was, so thin. I was about ready to say. I mean, I mean, uh, your uh, your iPad iPad is now your computer. So who knows? Maybe the MacBooks will go away eventually. It's not a computer. <laughs> have you seen? We're not going to get off on this, but have you seen the rumors that? I think every year there's rumors for this, but that the next set of MacBooks will come out and they're going to use their own arm, mm-hmm. arm-based silicon mm-hmm. for it. I'll mm-hmm. believe it when I see it. Mm-hmm. I don't think that will they happen. Because they they'd have to do the same thing Microsoft's doing poorly and, and basically uh, emulate everything because you're talking all your software. Can you imagine yeah. Final Cut being like, oh, great, cool, no. Here, i got to run through this we'll, thing we'll, to then do the thing. But I mean, Apple's Apple. They can yeah. they can make one like they could it's do theirs that the they new build, MacBook yeah. or the next MacBook Air could be ARM based. I just think they would run into some of the same issues. Oh yeah, Windows has run into where developers are like, we're not going to recompile our stuff. And yeah, ARM. sorry, exactly. Or you can emulate it and it's going to run poorly. You know, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Well, folks, thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, that's it for this week. I said we weren't going to talk for a while, and we've talked for an hour and a half. Told Hopefully you. you've enjoyed it. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. We had a lot to talk about because there's been a lot of news. Like we were saying, uh, you know, coronavirus is, is going on, um, but the tech world is still uh, chugging right along, and there's still things happening. So we want to focus on those and and bring you all the uh, awesome news of Chrome and Chrome OS so uh, thanks so much for tuning in. If you aren't uh, entered to win our uh, last grand prize of our giveaway, you need to go do it very, very soon. I think yep. I looked this morning, and we are at 98,200 or 300. Yeah, so we're, I would say by the time you're probably listening to this over the weekend, uh, we're probably going to be getting pretty close. So uh, we are giving away a brand new Asus Chromebook Flip C434, one of our favorite Chromebooks of 2019. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it, 
it's an interesting one, and, and we'll have more information out about that soon. But it uh, it still holds its own, let's just say. Um, and so, yeah, I think if you are listening to this right now, go check that out. We'll link it down in the description. We'll link the giveaway. There's multiple ways to enter to win, and we are going to select one winner. Um, so it's all driving to our 100,000 subscriber mark on YouTube, and we are just incredibly excited to give away that Chromebook when we hit 100,000. It's going to be a, a really exciting day for us, and we want to we want to share in that with you guys and do that giveaway. So go check that out. Uh, also, we have our limited edition merch that's still available. If you're interested, go check uh, the link in the show notes. We'll link that as well. We've partnered with Cotton Bureau to make a couple designs that are all kind of tied uh, to the uh, Dino offline graphic. And uh, they're super duper comfortable t-shirts. We love them. We've got some hoodies. We've got some crew necks on there. Uh, A couple different designs, like I said. And and that merch is specific to this campaign. So here in probably the next couple weeks after we hit 100K, that merch will no longer be available. We will take it offline. Might go with some kind of more traditional Chrome Unbox merch at that point. But this specific design, if you you want the dyno graphic and if you want the on the run to 100K... Uh, you need to go check out that merch. We've set those prices as low as we could on Cotton Bureau because we just wanted to get those out to you guys. So go check that out. Go check out that merch and snag some of that if you're interested. Uh, We just wanted to make something kind of fun and put it out there. So go check that out. Alrighty, I think that's it. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, As always, we appreciate you all and we will catch you all next week. See ya. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes over at chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, make sure to check out our website, chromeunboxed.com, and follow us on social media by searching for at Chrome Unboxed. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.